Should we go a second episode without any banter or? No, I don't like the no banter. You don't know. You don't like the no banter. No, it ruins the, ruins the whole vibe. So I should I comment on the fact that you're wearing uh, two New York Yankees pieces of clothing and that they're out of the playoffs. Sure, go ahead. I wasn't going to say anything about the playoffs. <laughs> they or got the, swept by Houston. What else is new? Or the or the age of the stuff that you're wearing. Well, I wasn't going to say any of that. Okay. What so, were you going to banter me about then? I was just. Making a comment to see where you were going to go. Okay. I'm Deacon Dave. Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon Dave and Layperson Lisa, Lisa show. It's a little cloudy outside today, and there's a little cloudy over our podcast today. Oh. So um, I feel bad for the next six or seven that we're recording at our current pace for our <laughs> listeners. Hopefully they will continue in spite of us. So we are on to chapter 55 of the Psalms. So here we go. For the leader on stringed instruments, a mascal of David, listen, God, to my prayer. Do not hide from my pleading. Hear me and give answer. I rock with grief. I groan at the uproar of the enemy, the clamor of the wicked. They heap trouble upon me, savagely accuse me. My heart pounds within me. Death's terrors fall upon me. Fear and trembling overwhelm me. Shuddering sweeps over me. I say... If only I had wings like a dove that I might fly away and find rest. Far away I would flee. I would stay in the desert. I would soon find a shelter from the raging wind and storm. Lord, check and confuse their tongues, for I see violence and strife in the city, making rounds on its walls day and night. Within are mischief and trouble. Treachery is in its midst. Oppression and fraud never leave its streets. For it is not an enemy that reviled me that I could bear, not a foe who viewed me with contempt, from that I could hide. But it was you, my other self, my comrade and friend, you whose company I enjoyed, at whose side I walked in the house of God. Let death take them, let them go down alive to Sheol, for evil is in their homes and bellies. But I will call upon God, and the Lord will save me. At dusk, dawn, and noon, I will grieve and complain, and my prayer will be heard. He will redeem my soul in peace from those who war against me, those though there are many who oppose me. God who sits enthroned forever will hear me and afflict me them, for they will not mend their ways. They have no fear of God. He stretched out his hand at his friends and broke his covenant. Softer than butter is his speech, but war is in his heart. Smoother than oil are his words but they are unsheathed swords. Cast your care upon the Lord, who will give you support. He will never allow the righteous to stumble, but you, God, will bring them down to the pit of destruction. These bloodthirsty liars will not live half their days, but I put my trust in you. So there's a lot of stuff in here, Lisa. Mm -hmm. I think, so I want to talk about grief okay. first, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and and so we just had this um life love life and loss retreat right mm -hmm, right where people are going through grief and it it says right after it talks about grief that it would be great if they could just have wings like a dove oh, right? yeah, like and that fly part. away yeah that's my favorite part and i don't think that you know it, when we have our grief mm -hmm. it's not like we can escape it right right it's like actually something that we have to enter into yeah and process through mm -hmm. and i think we learned that um, we had people this past weekend some who 
recently lost their spouse in the last two or three years. Mm -hmm. And some people, even after 20 years, are still processing um, parts of their grief. Well, I think a lot of times it gets suppressed because of your situations. Like if your spouse passes away and you have children, then your focus goes on the children rather than dealing with the grief. So then it's not until later that you can actually deal with it completely. Yeah, and there's a lot of different scenarios. Um, and I think one of the things that came from this weekend is people don't want to be identified mm -hmm. as having lost their spouse. I don't think anybody wants to be labeled with any type of thing like that. Exactly. Or like even, yeah. But I think we tend to do that sometimes, mm. right? Oh, well, he's a widow or a widower mm. or whatever the case may be. I, I get them all wrong. Um, and so we have to be careful. But we also can't be afraid to approach these people, right? Because right. they want to be in community. Right. You can't tiptoe around them either. Right. So it's really um, was interesting to, to listen to the dynamics of everybody this weekend, where they were in their journey and how they're processing through their grief mm -hmm. and how going on a retreat brought about um, a new understanding in some cases, um, some healing, yeah, uh, the ability to finally say goodbye. Oh, okay. So, you know, a lot of powerful things happened. And so I think for me, it highlights the fact that um, number one, grief takes time. Mm -hmm. It's different for everybody. Right. And that we really need to spend time with the Lord um, in processing and, and letting him help us in processing our grief. Yes. Well, there's other kinds of grief, too. Go ahead. Like? Like, um, we've talked about this before, like loss of your child going to college or loss of a job or retirement. Um, anytime your situation changes in some ways, there's a loss. Your children um, not maintaining their Catholic faith mm -hmm. is another loss. Mm -hmm. And these things can become really consuming, right? Yeah. And I think what the Lord wants us to do is try to keep things in proper perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we need to focus on the things that we can control with God. Mm -hmm. And the things we can't control, we just need to recognize that. Right, because we can't change people. And it's really hard to do that when it's someone that's super close to you. Yeah. So any takeaways from you for um, the grief part of uh, you know this retreat that we had this past weekend? No. You have no? No, I don't have any further comments on grief. But I did like how um, you were mentioning about the dove flying away and finding rest. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's what a retreat kind of does let you get away from your everyday life and find rest with the Lord. And then um, that uh, for far away I would flee, I would stay in the desert. And the desert is a place where you kind of just have some alone time with God. So, you know, like Jesus was in the desert for 40 days and um, all the desert fathers. And that could be a time of just uh, growing closer to God. But I guess it could also be considered... For some people, a time of dryness in their spiritual life. Um, so it's interesting that the person would want to stay in the desert. Okay. Okay. And then I liked number uh, verse 15. But uh, it was you, my other self, my comrade and friend. So I felt like the psalmist was talking to God, um, whose company I enjoyed, at whose side I walked in the house of God. So the um, psalmist is seeing God... Um, as like a, as a friend, as someone who walks with him uh, throughout his life. 
That's funny because I interpreted that differently. Oh, okay. I interpreted it that his friend is actually the one who's betraying him. Oh, you're probably right. Right. And so, you know, this really close intimate friend has now been um, the person who has betrayed him. And I think often we can feel this way, right? And I'm, we, we can both be right because that's how... Oh, the, no, you're right. That's what the USCCB says. But that's how the Spirit of God works, right? He mm. speaks to us in, in different ways, right? When we are um, uh, reading or listening to things. But it's really hard, isn't it, when you feel like you've been betrayed by someone that's close to you? Oh, sure. And I think it's really hard to process through those feelings and those emotions and probably the things that might conjure up uh, about who you are as a person when when someone does that. Have you ever had that happen to you? Yeah, we've talked about this. Well, we're, we've talked about a lot of things oh. in three years on our podcast. Oh, oh. So. Well, that was like fairly recently, I believe. But anyway, uh, yes. Yeah, so like I feel like that is um, when you're betrayed by people who are close to you, then it's hard to trust people. And even trust God. Right. So it's 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 like it it casts a shadow, not on just that relationship, but on all of your Yeah. Like if I can't trust this person, how am I gonna trust these other people? And how many how often have our listeners said that? Right? Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any yeah. any person has probably said, Oh my goodness. Oh sure. And, and so it makes it really difficult to, to to trust in in general in that situation. So how how have you overcome that? I don't know, I guess letting God into um, my heart more fully. Right. Yeah, because a lot of these things we will we'll never reconcile on ourselves. Right. They don't have to be rational. They don't have to make sense. But I think what God is really ca- calling us to do is to is to receive his peace. Yeah, and to forgive the person. And sometimes that's a struggle. So you can uh, go to reconciliation if you're having the problem with forgiving others and just even if you don't desire the forgiveness if you just pray to have the desire to forgive sometimes that's the first step exactly so um is there someone in your life that's close to you if you're one of our listeners who has maybe let you down or betrayed you or or done things that you just can't believe they did and as a result of that you are still holding on to a lot of hurt maybe some anger some misunderstanding if that's the case for you, I think that what the psalm is calling us to do this day is to ask God to enter into that situation, to give you that peace that is beyond all understanding, right? To understand that, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's not rational. Maybe it probably shouldn't have even happened. But God is not calling us to anger, right? He's not calling us to hurt. Mm-hmm. He's calling us to have a sense of peace. So invite him in to those areas so that he can give you what we on our own cannot mm-hmm. get. Lisa, any other thoughts on this psalm? No. I'm Deacon Dave. I'm Lee Lisa. See you next time. Bye.